Hello and welcome to Mid-Off Cricket Podcast, episode number 17. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The second generation glove artisan and our boy from the wrong side of the track to come good. Welcome, David. Hello, Ross. Lovely to be here. Uh, it's a cantankerous bullock tonight, so uh, I could be off the leash later. I just wanted to um, firstly let you know that some of the behaviour of some podcast members in the last couple of weeks has been absolutely deplorable. And also, um, everyone, else, everyone else is sort of packed up for the winter. I got into hibernation, but this juggernaut keeps on rolling. 17 episodes. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Yeah. This, is how, this is how we're going to get to number one on iTunes, yeah. by just yeah. rolling yeah. through the Weight winter. Weight of numbers. <laughs> Weight of winter episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A man who is set Dave Warner modelled his game on, and our man with his ear to the ground on all things local cricket and club politics. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Hi, Mick. Hi, Mick. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our groundskeeping guru, welcome Alex. Hello everyone. Hello. Looking Alex. forward to a Hi, Alex. packed episode. Oh yes. Today we come to you from the Twin Studios, Twin Studios as normal. <laughs> I'm in the Alex Doolan Studios. The rest of the crew are in the concrete bunker that is the Mick Lewis Studios. Yeah, the cavernous Mick Lewis Studios. <laughs> this, of course, is another Big Lug production brought to you by our, by our host of sponsors, the Gold Medal Soft Drink Company, Dick Smith, Masters, Pizza Haven, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Bilo, Franklin <laughs> Supermarket, Tuckerbag, Pocket Mail, hey, Pocket Mail, <laughs> Copper Art, LaserDisc, Flash Drives, and all our podcasts are recorded on high-quality Betamax. <laughs> ah, that list of sponsors just never ends, does it? Has <laughs> Dick Smith pulled their sponsorship, or did I just miss their name? Who was that, sorry? Dick Smith, they pulled oh, their no, sponsorship. No, they're still in there, they're platinum sponsors now. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're online. Dick, yeah. Dick online. Smith Studios, they'll be soon. <laughs> <laughs> All our sound recording equipment comes from Dick Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, explains a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break the fourth wall. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we head, first of all, it's over to local cricket. And before I hand over to you, Michael... One of our listeners requested information on Northern Metro Cricket Association Kelly Shield Grand Final results. I was just wondering if you had those to hand. Uh, the team beat the other team. Uh, no, so grand, so grand final was uh, Strathewan yeah. versus Cameron. Versus Cameron. So uh, the, camp, the Cameron Cannons took on the Strathewan Hillbillies. <laughs> and um, I think from memory, the the cannons got up. The, hillbill- oh, yeah. the hillbillies stumbled at the last block, which, um, you know, it just breaks your heart because they travel so far and <laughs> work so hard. But, you know, but when they go out of their way in the semi-final to complain about because they're all scared of a 17-year-old kid because they thought he might have bowled one more over than he's meant to, and uh, the bloke who's on the league board who happens to play for the Alleg- hillbillies... Allegedly, all this is allegedly. No, no, allegedly no, no. about it. Eyewitness, I was there, eyewitness... <laughs> But no, uh, yeah. So, but no. Nah, so, long story short, long, long story short, long. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Cam- the Cameron Cannons got the job done. Got the job done in the Cali Shield Grand Final and knocked off Strathewan. Can I just interject for a second? Uh, I captained two games of cricket this year. One was against Strathewan. One was against uh, Cameron Cannons, and we won them both. Yeah. So that'll be going on my resume. Next so year. we're uh, so yeah. So when it, so what Dave's trying to say is that. 
the great club of the West Ivano United Roosters. Uh, the, we're the moral victors when yeah. it comes to the season. Always. Because we beat both grand finalists, so moral victory to us. Yeah, give us a flag. No silverware, unfortunately, but we can t- we can have a moral victory. To so win the uh, flag, to win, to beat the flag. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all righty, yeah. So, so, that's... so just to interrupt there, mm-hmm. so I'm, am I right in thinking that to play for the Cameron Cannons, everyone in that team, their first name is Cameron? Yes. Or last yeah. name. Or last name. So you can be so you can be um Cameron Davison yep. or Dave Cameronson. Either either way's <laughs> alright. What did you say about David Cameron. Cameron last name? You can be David Cameron, but they but they don't like you they don't like that because they don't like you being associated with politicians. So uh, yeah, they frown upon that. So that's why Dave Cameron's officially known as um Dave Cameron, just to be... Yeah, let's pull it back. Thing. We're stepping into the political realm here. Yeah, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah so, yes, but um, from there, we'll move on to uh, just a few stats from local cricket. So, uh, last week, I touched on just a few things that have actually uh, basically the uh, roundup of the year's stats, according to my cricket. There's some interesting things there. So I've got a couple more that the uh, lovely chaps from my oh, cricket yes, um, sent through to me. So we'll have a bit of a chat about them. So first off, I've got the amount of boundaries here. Across yes. all cricket for the season, so there was a grand total of one million one hundred and seventy-two thousand eight hundred twenty-nine fours hit across all park cricket. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Most of those off Alex's bowling. Yeah, yeah. Alex did highly contribute to that. Not and with then, the bat, though. <laughs> no, no, not, definitely not with the bat. Um, and then uh, across all cricket, we had one hundred and twenty-nine thousand two hundred ninety-one sixes. I'm going to be brutally honest, but low, I that was low. I really did yeah, think that was low. Doing? So, What was it, 1.1 million fours? Yeah. Yep. And 100,000 sixes. Hmm. Yeah. 129, so about 10%. Yeah. Of the fours, uh, 10% of the boundaries. See, I think um, no, I looked it up during the week. Uh, my cricket has an equivalent in India. Uh, and those two numbers are swapped. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. 1.1 million sixes in India. Yeah. And only 100,000 sixes. Sixer. Yeah, that, yeah. Make, that, would, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and all that, hit by that one kid. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, take it back to that kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Leon hates don't it. Don't take it back to that kid. Yeah. 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 That's him there. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, so from there we'll move on to uh, Centurions. So across all cricket this year, there was... 9,634 centuries made. Jeez. So, of those... Of, huh? And one at West Ivano. And, <laughs> and of those uh, 9,634, 9,464 were, hundred, were hundreds. Yep. We had 166 doubles. Not bad. And three... Triples or 300 plus. Jeez. So I'm guessing there was no 400s because it would have had it in the same category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was there was only four. Not that doesn't sound like much, but still four is pretty amazing. That yeah. four much made 300 this year. Yeah. Club cricket. Yeah, so that's in that's in club cricket. So, so usually maximum overs is like 80 or 90. Yeah, so that's Jeez. huge. 300 is huge. Yeah. So yeah, so that's it. So that's and I've, one last one I've got is uh which we talked about before Christmas and it was a bit of a favourite with the boys. Is the uh, dismissal types? Oh yes, please. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All righty. Yeah. yeah. So we had forty-five blokes were out obstructing the field. Oh yes, they were. <laughs> uh, Seventy blokes were out handled the ball. What? 
Jeez, that means someone mm. appealed when someone went, oh, he made all this time for that. Yeah, that, 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 that actually could have been 71, but it was a game I was umpiring as captain of a second 11. And at, um, they, the, the, their guys, like one of our guys, he did, it was rolling back at the stumps and he picked it up. Yeah. Yeah, Dino picked it up. Dino, of all people, who's uh, meant to be a bit switched on. Of the show. Picked it up. One of the boys goes, how's that? I, look, I looked at him and said, are you appealing? And he goes, nah, nah, nah. I said, I'd give him. He goes, nah, 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 it's all right. So they actually withdrew their appeal. So it would have been 71. You could have had that name up in light. I know. It's just, it's just about me, mate. I just love just <laughs> needling people whenever I get a chance. You should never withdraw your appeal. Uh, so 164 were hit, were out, um, hit twice. What? Oh, that's how bad you have to hit it twice yeah. to actually give it out. That's yeah. got to be it's that's like great. hitting Short it up man. to yourself and then going. Yeah. And then the one that we all love, 181 blokes were timed out. Yes. Mm. I wonder if that is just old mate goes and gets on the piss the night before. Oh. He's already overnight from the last week and just decides to not oh, rock up. Yeah. Now, can't you just retire him, Hurt? Yes, hang on. Well, maybe they're that's retired, like though. It's not timed out. Yeah, they might be like me, where they're just, a bit, they're just pricks, and they're like, fuck this bloke. Yeah, yeah. we're timing him out. I yeah. seem to remember having many, many conversations with Tip Ladsley about yeah. very forthright conversations about it's not timed out, yeah, it's, it's retired. retired. Yeah. yeah. So no, maybe they were timed out. Mm. There was a on a hat trick well, ball, the blokes out having a piss or something. Mate, come put your pants yeah, on. Maybe the old mate had the a buckles. big night on the squirt and was on the dunny <laughs> and just couldn't get off in time to get out there and play. So oh, he, here's the here's the, the tub. I'm in the shower, mate. Go here's the million dollar question, bud. How long till you time there? It's two minutes. Yeah, two minutes yeah. until you enter the field of play. Correct, yes, I believe yes. so. So you okay. could then you could just take fifteen yeah, minutes to walk right. to the middle. Do your Matthew Hayden um, Zen like. Oh, look yeah. down the wicket and yeah. call everyone a prick and then face up. Look up yeah. to the sky, feel the earth. Like yeah. Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. 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 Always like feeling the earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's it. So that's the, that's the uh, most interesting. The main ones, you've got 750,000 blokes were out court, 450,000 were out bold, 120,000 were run out, 120,000 were also out LB. And 32,000 blokes were out stumped, and 2,000 blokes were out hit wicket. That's a lot of hit wickets. It is a lot of hit wickets. Yeah. Mm. I imagine, I don't know whether that covers juniors, but you reckon a lot of that would be junior career hit wicket, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or just Jip has fallen over. Yeah. yeah. Trying to big woolly wolf over yeah. square leg for six and yeah. just falling on the stumps. Hit the head, stick cricket stick style. Stick cricket style. I'm yeah. thinking the 50 year old bloke who just does his lower back yeah. out to try to hit it to the next suburb and just clean well, Isn't there that video going around where the bloke yeah. does that and he slips over yeah, on the pitch? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I wonder if that's set up. I probably. Yeah. Well, it's a, bit, it's a bit sus that the square legs have got a camera. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, so that's, uh, that's uh, what I've got for local cricket. For um for this week, Roscoe. Oh, very comprehensive, Mick. I'm glad mm. you asked that question about who won the MCA Kelly Shield. It's been oh. some, some fiery discussion. Mm. <laughs> That's in our wheelhouse, mate. Yes. <laughs> Nothing hurts more when it's local. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we move now to groundskeeping corner, and it's Do we? to Alex. Do we have to? Do I'm, I'm hoping all of our listener um, have <laughs> seen our seen the Facebook yeah, post I made earlier. Yeah, the little zinger to start us off, boys. I have the now. Hopefully, I pronounce this correctly. <laughs> wisdom. Yes. Yes. Wisdom. The wisdom guide. Not wisdom. Have you been called? Yeah. 
bloody four weeks. The Wisdom Guide to Cricket Grounds by William Powell, which was given to me for my birthday by my lovely fiancé, Jess Smith. It's signed by Bob Willis. Ooh. Mick, can you read out the uh, thing? Greg, yeah. with my best wishes. <laughs> <laughs> signed, Bob Willis. Um, <clears throat> so, so I'm guessing this book's come from a deceased estate. So what, you, so what you're telling us is there is a lad out there more boring than you, and his name's William Powell. Yes. Or Robert Willis. And is he more, <laughs> and is he more boring than In a massive way. <laughs> also, oh, Greg, the introduction to this book. <laughs> <laughs> and then got it signed. Yeah. So this book is fantastic. It's um, a lady tome. It's huge. It is. If I could just flick it to the back. That's what Over 620 pages long. It is it a dictionary. every... Ground, this is a 1992 edition, by the way, everyone. It contains every county ground used by a county club up until 1992. Ross, just to give you a visual, this book is so big that police officers used to belt people over the head with it in the 80s to get oh, a confession. Yeah, if, you, if you hit one side of this with a baton and put it against someone's head, no bruises yeah. would appear. No. Is it, you know, Your Honor. just a quick question, is it as wide as Dave Warner's? Bat is though. Nothing's that wide. Just on the guys at the moment. Nah, Dave Warner's bat's like two of them put together. Geez, that's a pretty big bat. (laughs) Maybe they should get rid of big bats. It's ruining the game. Nah, best thing ever happened to the game. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Maybe they should Um, get rid of big books. Mm. Yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe they should get rid of flat pitches. Oh, yeah. I digress. We should get rid of groundskeeping. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going quite well so far. I haven't mentioned one thing about anything. Anyway, I'll just read a, um, an excerpt of the foreword written by Tim Lamb, who was the cricket secretary for Test and County Cricket Board in January 1992. So Tim Lamb says, How I wish there had been a Wisden guide to... Cricket ground. Wisdom, you idiot. Wisdom, you called the cricket ground. <laughs> 1983. When, despite being injured, I was forced to play in a Sunday league match against Surrey because two of my Northamptonshire teammates got totally lost trying to find the ground at East Mosley. <laughs> this guy yeah. would be amazing at parties. Yes. The guide might have also been useful to two young spin. Middlesex cricketers who, when travelling from Lords to an under-25 match at Blackheath, got as far as the side saying Dover 7 before they realised they might have just overshot the target. One of the players, incidentally, went on to play for England. Who was it? I don't know. He doesn't say. That was the cook. <laughs> yeah, probably. Say what? Not in this maybe podcast maybe. was real sort of up and about. Yeah. Now flat. So this this book is unbelievably amazing for a few reasons. It has a hand drawn. Uh, what would you say that is, a diagram of each ground, including all facilities, including yep. toilets. It has a list of who is who is currently at the time. Um, on any of the boards of any of the cricket clubs, so uh, all the way down to who works the computer scoreboard at Marleybone Cricket Club, which is Miss P. Whitehorn, <laughs> and uh, also down to the captain of the club, which uh, for Marleybone Cricket Club, can you read that out, Mick, who the captain is? Selected on a match-by-match basis. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so he's got every single, like, 
committee member, but can't pick the captain because it's going to be. I think that's how the Essendon premier, uh, the Essendon captain works this year. Just match by match, just give it to someone else. Stop encouraging him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now you start to be a part of his little act here, and all of a sudden, how he start to get a little bit earnest, Mick? Well, someone's going to try and make this interesting for everyone else. The just not to rain on your parade, but the MCC team is a, like an invitational eleven, so that's why they yes. have a fixed captain. Yeah. Ah, okay. Good point. Because they have, a, they have a, you know, completely different 11 every match they play. They only so play that, they would go. be the MCC 11 that we mentioned on the last podcast exactly. who play who play the opening match of the season against the reigning champion. Uh-huh. We mentioned that, did we? I didn't listen yes. to it. We did. We did. It wasn't in this segment, so... I must have been the only one in Australia who didn't listen to the last podcast. Yeah, because Jesus exactly. went gangbusters. Oh, yeah. I think we've actually slipped down in the rankings. Nah, we're still the number one fucking explicit podcast <laughs> in the world. That's fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So what I wanted to talk about is the first ground, counter career ground on this book is the famous Lords. The Lords. <laughs> the Lords. The Lords Oval Ground Cricket. Um, so I mentioned a little bit about the Marlborough Cricket Club, which was founded in 1787, which mm. is a long time ago. That's unbelievable to me. They had Isn't their... They had their centenary celebrations in 1887. Isn't that amazing? So, just a little bit about the Marlborough Cricket Club. Founded in 1787, its history relates directly to the development of Lord's Cricket Ground itself, which is why this little bit of history is in here, because this guy wants to talk about the Lord's Cricket Ground. Um, And who is the Lord's Cricket Ground named after? Oh, Alistair Lord from uh, Geelong back in the day. He was this old guy. He was old. I believe, if if my watching of cartoons is accurate, it was named after Lord Farquhar. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a cartoon, more of an Robert animated Doyle? feature, but that's okay. Lord Mayor Robert Doyle. No, um, I know, Thomas I know, Lord. No, no, actually. it's named after the, the the pub in Melbourne with the Melbourne's greatest jukebox, the Lord Newry. Yeah, yeah. ah, friend of the show, Lord Newry. Yeah. It's Lord not Lord. named after. Uh, Perennial 1990s WCW wrestler Lord Stephen Reed. <laughs> you have to bring a wrestler so <laughs> you into every podcast. Well, I was just going on that. I've spent a lot of sponsorship dollars from Hey Pocket Mail needs at the Lord <laughs> in my time. Just in the jukebox. Yep. Best jukebox in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, so Thomas Lord, a Yorkshireman born in Thirsk in 1755. Um, and in 1780, he found his way to London where he was... He took employment at the recreation ground at White Conduit Fields in Islington. Right very near Islington train station. Get that air horn ready. <laughs> there he met members of the White Conduit Cricket Club, which is a hilarious name for a cricket club. I hope it's still around today. Which yeah, was founded racist in, to me. Which was founded in 1782. <laughs> and guess what, Ross? The White Conduit Cricket Club were not satisfied with their cricket ground in Islington and suggested to Thomas Lord that he should find them a more exclusive ground for their use, which he did. He went to Dorset Fields, which was now Dorset Square, as you would know, Ross, having lived in London before. Yep. Yeah, Ross. Yep, okay, still there. Good to hear. (laughs) So... They went there um, in 1787. The first match was played on the Dorset Group ground between Middlesex and Essex. (laughs) 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 
is that why you couldn't answer me, Ross? You were frantically searching through your phone for the shit. <laughs> yeah, it's going to keep you going and then another It's a very, very quick little bit. I didn't want to encourage you by answering your question. Fair enough. So this is, why this is interesting is Lord's Career Ground has is been that? in three different cricket grounds. It's been in three different locations, yes. Yes. Yep. So first in um, the Islington, then in Dorset, and then it moved to... They got moved because people developed that area. Yep. And then the moment, blah, 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 blah. God, now I've lost the spot. It's in St. John's Wood now. Yes, Saint currently John's in St. John's Wood. Yeah. Um, which Lord owned and then later in 1835 got handed over to Ward. Yep. who then handed it over to James Dark who was under control of the ground until 1864. To this day, the former sweet shop, now souvenir clothing outlet, below the Newmount stand, still remains the name Dark Shop. Very interesting. Mm. Not really. In 1877, Middlesex decided to start playing cricket at uh, Lords, and they've been there ever since, everyone. In 1887, the centenary of the MCC was celebrated with a dinner in the long room. I think Tip Madsley was there at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, well, there was a fair build-up, but that joke was all right. Oh, oh, thank God for that. It's going real flat, guys. The only thing I'll say about... Yes. I've been to Lords a couple of times, and the best thing about it was a beer in the pub cost the same as at Lords. Oh, that is oh, pretty right. cool. That would be in the tavern stand, I imagine, oh, as you I, would I'm know. I'm not sure what stand it was. I just went and got a beer. Okay. Also, <laughs> I might have said this before, but you can go you can into Lords two cans of beer. Yes. Per person. Or a bottle of wine, or isn't it? Or a bottle of wine, yes. Always take the wine and make it port. Have <laughs> 15 nips of port while you're The behaviour of some podcast members, Ross, I'm telling you. Oh, let's all be okay. Why don't we just smuggle in a bottle of vodka while we're at it? I have a, fa- a fairly amazing segue considering uh, last weekend's antics I should be talking about. Me. We're on the precipice of a breakup here. <laughs> well, very interesting. Let's move on to the MCC Egg and Bacon Colours and where they come from, everyone. So... The MCC founded in 1787. It was light blue colours until the 1860s when it changed over to the egg and bacon or yellow and orange. Is that because of colour TV? In <laughs> 1860s, yes. Colour radio. With a colour wireless. <laughs> the colour transistor. Colour training, as they yeah, called yeah. it back in the day. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't, can't say that. Go <laughs> on, move on. So, William Nicholson was a huge benefactor of the MCC Nicky. and was president in 1879. He was owner of the Nicholson Gin Company. Nico Gin. Mm-hmm. So he gave a lot of loans to the club to do things. Um, and I he reckon actually... you paid those loans back last weekend, all that gin you drank. <laughs> so... Diabolical behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> so he lent money to the club to buy the freehold of the land Lords is on in about 1860. That shitty sloping So land. the club, great fellows, chaps, <laughs> scallywags, they are. Decided to change the colours out of respect to the to uh, William Nicholson because the gin com- Nicholson Gin Company colours were red and yellow. So that's the theory about why they had the red and yellow or egg and bacon okay. colours. Yeah, pretty interesting. So good segue to uh, what happened last weekend. Maybe mm. my TV's been off for the last, say, 25 years because it doesn't look red to me. looks more of a maroon type arrangement. Mm. Ross, can you confirm? Uh, it's definitely yellow. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yellow and orange, maybe. 
Yeah, that would do. Yeah. 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 Mm. So, another uh, fantastic stat. Oh, I'm hearing my echo in the uh, thing. It's putting me off. Um, Another fantastic stat. uh, (laughs) I'm shaking your head. Um, What is the oldest permanent cricketing fixture in the world? Oh, uh, the gentlemen versus the amateurs or something. Eton versus Harrow. Ah. It's a school match. Um, It's been going yearly since 1805. Stopped a couple of times for World Wars. That's where this podcast started. (laughs) The only segment started anyway. I was going to say, I was about to say, that's way funnier than your gags. That's way up. Guess who played in the first ever fixture? This is great. No, Lord Byron. Okay. Fuck a city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an arsehole and amazing poet. Oh, okay. Ah, right. Ah, right. So he's actually famous, not just some dude you put yeah, on. Yeah, like yeah. one of the most culturally significant people in England slash United Kingdom. Fuck England. <laughs> <laughs> um, his stats for the day, which I found the stats for the day. Oh, what you make? Blob, he blobbed up. A man. well-made seven. But how do you know it was well-made? I'll just put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A poetic seven, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ross. We're nearly done, buddy. I don't think you can hear it. I don't think it stops. <laughs> Still okay. warning everyone they're going to die soon if they keep listening to this. <laughs> So, uh, one of Lord Byron's teammates was uh, Arthur Shakespeare, brother of Bill. Um, <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> and uh, Lord Byron played for Eton, and Harrow smashed Eton 122 to 55. What was it, 2020 game? Uh, no, they, no, it was uh, two innings, two days. Well, it must have been one innings. Christ almighty. But they normally, they used to play at two innings, two days. Now they do a 55 over contest. Out of 176 of course, matches. 55, that commonly used international measure of a cricket. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. It's, a, it's typical English weirdness. Mm. Uh, out of 176 matches played, once yearly, Eton have won 56, Harrow have won 50, and there have been 67 draws. Because of that shitty English weather? Typical, typical English dowardness. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Probably, I imagine going out. I'd rather not win this to not lose it. Anyway, they better, what... they better be careful. If, if Darren Lehman finds out they've been having a lot of draws, he's going to vote to get this turned off. This game, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like the Shield final doesn't doesn't oh, like a draw. What is where you're going? Man? I yeah. um, that is the groundskeeping corner slash Wisden cricket guys. The cricket groundskeeper William Power. It's Wisdom, idiot. Oh, wisdom. Oh, it. <laughs> it's over, Ross. Hey, hey, hey. Happy party. Woo. Crack open the beers. Uh, 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 right, I've oh, got a few nice facts out of that, though, guys. Mm, mm. I would say thank you, but instead I'll move on to state cricket. <laughs> You're welcome, guys, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no, thank you. All right. Uh, Chris Rogers. During the week, played his 300th first-class match. It's pretty good going. Yeah, he's the only Australian still playing his trade to have debuted or played in the 20th century, last millennium. Wow, really? Yes, he made his debut for WA in 1998. Excuse me. Are you sure that's correct? Surely there's got to be... So you're talking first-class cricket? 
Australian, Australian first class cricket. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, there isn't one other Australian. Who else that's would it be? Michael one Cleary. year younger than him. Michael no, we got no. Well, in fairness, what is he? He's like thirty-eight, isn't he? Yeah. There's yep. not many getting around that are older than him. Well, what about yeah. Bradley Hogg? Who's a player? He doesn't play first class cricket. Ah, uh, yeah. List A. List A. That's right. <clears throat> and he, no. I think he debuted later in life anyway. Cool stat. Because of his posty career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was worried about becoming head posty. That is a good start, Roscoe. Yep. How did he go in his 300th game? I made twin 50s. Oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah, Michael Klinger debuted in for Victoria in 2000, so he's the closest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes me feel really old. Mm. So, um, some other famous Australians. Uh, so, when he played his 300th match, he got ICC Life membership. Oh, nice. So, does that get him into the uh, Eaton versus Harrow school match every year for free? Mate, he'd be in the long room. He just gets prime seats at the curry houses. He can go to any ICC grand final for free in a year and a half. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) (laughs) That'll make make it easy for him to get into those Zimbabwe-Bangladesh blockbusters that are really hard to get tickets for. Does he get a cheap little pin that he can wear to the club every every time he goes down? Yeah. The ICC club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, so, the other famous Australians to be 300 first class matches Alan Border on 385. Yeah, geez, that's a lot. Yep. We played over 100 and something tests, didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. True, and they played a lot of state cricket back then, too. Yeah. yeah. Steve War, 356. Yep. Greg Chappell. 321. Michael, yep. um, Justin Langer, 360. Because he played like two seasons after he stopped playing Test yeah. didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and Michael DiVenuto, 336. Are yeah, the only ones? Yep. <clears throat> so, is the only uh, Australian to have played more than 300 first class games to not have played Test match. Test. Yeah. Yeah. Now, which batsman do you think has the most first-class runs for Australia? Well, not for Australia, sorry. Most, the Australian has the most first-class runs. Uh, Darren Lehman. Yes. No, it's actually Justin Langer. Uh, really? Yep, he's got... Wow. So you mean across all first-class, not just yes. yep. Australian first-class, no, no, so county and everything. Australian yeah. player or Australian yeah. cricketer with the most first-class runs, Justin Langer... Yeah. He's got 28,382 runs. True. Well, he's played 300 mm. first-class games. He, what did he play? Almost 100 test matches, maybe? Yep. Bucky that, must be. Bucky mm. must have a few, but... Mm. Yeah, Rogers is just 482 shy of becoming the cool. eighth Australian to reach 25,000 first-class runs. Okay. That'd be one game, really, for yeah. the Batman. Yeah, exactly. He'll get that next week against Middlesex or someone. someone. Durham. <laughs> He's... Which, by the way, first came into the county scene in 1992, which is why this new edition of the Wisdom <laughs> book came out. All right. Fun fact. <laughs> not really. <laughs> God, <laughs> you're not even like... It's just so blunt now. <laughs> you can't even look at you when you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... He's played for two Australian states, Chris Rogers, and six counties. Mm. Yes. 
And he prefers the southern counties. Oh, really? Yes. Why because that? it's more like Australian climbs. Warmer climes. Throw back to the warm up before Continue, Ross. There you go. Yep. And um, Adam Bogus is playing county cricket for Middlesex at the moment. Yeah, right. Fielding at first slip and a return came in from third man to the keeper. Voges decided to just not bother watching where the ball was and he got clocked in the back of the head by a wayward throw. I think he had some serious issues, didn't he? Like, he went to the hospital with some concussion. It must have been a decent arm. Yeah. Yep. He, um... the, word, the word is, but it went in the top corner of the net and they scored and won, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear the guy throwing it in throws a heavy ball, though, which yeah. is why I had to go. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. To, to rub more salt in the wound, the guy who threw it in was sub-fielding. So he wasn't actually legitimately in the 11. Oh, Ricky Ponting would have been furious. So he, was, he, was, he was not only sub-fielding, but he also took out the captain. So I dare say Brody didn't play the next game either. Yeah. Well, maybe that was his plan. Yeah, get in. Get rid of the old prick and I'll get myself in there. Mm. Yeah, anyway. What do you think, Ross? Yeah. Uh, it, it looked bad. He, he had to be helped off the ground. He went down mm. like he'd been shot by a sniper high up in the stands. Yeah. That's impossible. No one goes to watch candy cricket. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About as many people who watch um, state cricket here. About as many people who listen to this bloody podcast after <laughs> the 17th episode. Yeah. Um, so exactly 43 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Bird's been um, doing a bit for um, Nottinghamshire. Uh, Mark Cosgrove, fresh off a century in his last match for Leicester. I heard he had to be helped off the ground after his century too. <laughs> Not because he got hit there, just because he couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they turned him on his side and just rolled him to the fence. <laughs> Bad case of shin split. <laughs> He had a life-threatening bruise developing in his head. Varicose <laughs> <laughs> veins. Had deep vein thrombosis yeah. from his time in the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Get a couple of spicy wicked wings out there. That'll sort of, <laughs> like the magic sponge, the magic wicked wing. Or only Come boneless. on, boys, that's not fair. Only boneless wings, though. He's just just doing it. his best, boys. Come on, come on. <laughs> I love how, I love how like... Um, sorry, Mick, you go. No, you're all right. I was like, I love how... um. About ten episodes back, Alex was getting stuck into us for getting stuck into Cosy for wanting to lose weight. Now we're all bagging for being fat, and Gin's like digging the heels in as well. Like he's, you, it's he's, the afternoon session. Yeah. We're on the beers. Alex is just yeah. like bang yeah. up. Let's let's get Cosy wise down. Crack, crack, crack. Look, I've bowed out the peer group pressure. <laughs> You've always been weak. Yeah. <laughs> so um, apparently they took out the smelling salts to fire him up, but instead of it being the traditional smelling salts, they put in a bit of KFC Zinger mix. Come on, boys. Has he been playing well over there? Yes. On a serious note. Well, I imagine for yeah. a century. Did you listen to that? Yeah, I know. What century did you average four before? He made a century and then he made 80 in the next match. He's skipper, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Setting the standard. Very earnest, Ross. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have we actually said anything in this podcast or we just made those stupid noises? I don't think you guys have realised how little I've spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I did realise. The most you've done is just hold down an air horn. 
Sorry, Ross. Continue. That's yeah. all right. Um, uh, yes, one that will warm your heart, Alex. Clint McKay. No, oh, I thought you were going to say Nathan Lyon. No, no, Clint McKay, your second favourite. My man. Yeah, yep. man. He took one for 27. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't know why that gets in the highlights list, but here. He's... Oh, okay. Because I got smacked for 400, probably. <clears throat> he sits third on the wicket-taking list for Division 2. He's taken 15 wickets at 21. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. So he should, though. Like, he's probably better than Division 2. Yes. First-class cricket, yes, right? right? Yeah. If you play in Division 2, is it really first-class cricket? Well, apparently it is because the MCC created the horse of the game. Which I've had an argument read about by this cricket podcast? Book. Sorry? Wisdom. Did we have an argument about this last podcast? Yeah, fucking wisdom. If I have to correct you one more time about fucking wisdom, mate, I'm telling you, you'll be off the podcast. You've got a cricket podcast, you can't say wisdom. Fuck. Very cantankerous. Oh, stop. It's the cricketing Bible for boring people like you. You should know how to fucking say it. But... <laughs> oh. it just, I don't know. It just looks like Wisden to me. Oh. How does it look like Wisden? <laughs> it's whiz. <laughs> Dead. There's no Z there. Why do I pronounce it like a Z? Oh, Ross, leave this Sorry. man on. <laughs> It's over to Mick now for the express line. Follow that, Mick. All righty. So, hopefully I don't get sworn at by Bull, but I'll try my best not to. Have you done some form of research and effort? Yes. All righty. So, so basically what's happened is the old uh, inside club land, I uh, started running out of people at my career club to mock. That's where you went wrong. You just keep plowing. So what I've done is I've created, not created, but I've come up with this new idea um, called the Express Lane. And the reason it's called the Express Lane is because it's it's a uh, segment that features uh, cricketers who have played 12 games or less for Australia. So it's the old take on the Express oh. Lane supermarket, 12 items or less. Uh-huh. So um, so number one on the uh, first episode of this, or first uh, segment of the Express Lane is Dav Watmore. Oh, what is there? So the man who looks like Sri Lankan Brian Taylor <laughs> represented Australia on eight occasions. Seven tests in 1979 and one ODI in 1980. So born in Colombo in Sri Lanka, Watmore migrated to Australia in 1962, where an eight-year-old Dav and his family set up shop in Marvellous Mentone, located in Melbourne, southeast. If you don't mind. So unfortunately for Dav, his eight Australian appearances weren't enough for Wikipedia to deem him worthy to be listed beside Mentone notable people, Jared Healy, the former Melbourne and Sydney Swans star and Brownlow medalist, or... Eddie Perfect, the comedian who played the the comedian who did the play about warning. So, in fairness to whoever updates Mentone's Wikipedia page, (laughs) playing and coaching international cricket doesn't hold a candle to writing and starring in a play about Australia's greatest spinner and being a judge on Australia's Got Talent. Fucking spin. Yes. Can I just interject? No. Were you, were you doing research on Wikipedia, were you, Vic? Yeah, like you. Okay. Taking right. a note from your book, just, buddy. Just putting that down for the record. Has yes. the stenographer got that? Yes, he's got that. All righty. Back to Dave. <laughs> he made his first, first class debut at 21 years of age for the Derek Robbins 11 Ooh. during their 1975-76 tour of South Africa. Famous club. Now, if you're anything like me, you're asking yourself, what the fuck is the Derek Robbins alert? Yes. <laughs> and how is it a first-class match? Yeah, so the answer is... 
They were a side put together by Derek, Derek Robbins, a failed county cricketer turned sports promoter. The 11 played warm-up matches in England against the touring Test Nations, and the original side featuring Robbins and his mates, plus former English Test players, that's how they got their first-class status, because they basically were playing touring nations. Right. Okay, so um, by 1975, the 11 uh, did a tour of South Africa during apartheid. Um, and by 19... Yeah, so, yeah, so some of the players to, of note to step out for the DR11 were... Bob Willis, Tony Gregg, and everyone's favourite lawn bowler, Trevor Chappell. Bob Willis. <laughs> Signed my book. But, yeah, so, uh, yes, you did sign your book. So, yeah, so Dav, uh, Dav played for them. That's where he made his first-class debut. Yeah. So, upon, upon returning home from South Africa, Dav would make his Victorian debut towards okay. the end of the 75-76 season. He would go on to become a key member of the Victorian team, being named Gre- Graham Yallop's a vice-captain, only about 18 months into his Victorian career. So it's a pretty, pretty good effort by Dab there. Uh, Dab would help Victoria bring home back-to-back Sheffield Shields in 78-79 and 79-80. So well done there. And he also would fill in as captain during Yallop's absence when he was in the uh, when he was on test duty. <laughs> so a century against Queensland late in the 78-79 season saw Dab become the 304th player to be selected to play Test Cricket for Australia. Making his debut at the MCG against the touring Pakistan, he made 43 to top score in Australia's first innings. What do they make? You're welcome. Uh, that was in the first innings. They only made about 200. Oh, jeez. Yeah, in the second innings, um, Kim Hughes or Alan Bordesheim peeled off a ton, so he wasn't the highest score for the game. So we would have been especially yeah. Pakistan back in the uh, So Dan's performance against Pakistan saw him selected in the squad for the 97 World Cup. As well as as well as Australia's 1979 tour of India, unfortunately, Dave got the Andy Bickle duties and didn't play a game in the 79 World Cup. His cordial mustn't have been up to scratch either, with the Aussies missing the finals. I was going to say he couldn't have been Andy Bickle League at the top yeah. of the then, surely he's the, the Zen master. Yeah. So during the tour of India, <laughs> during the tour of India, Dave's form was uh was patchier than the outfield in Mumbai. Oh, hey, big. Before scores of 77 and 55 in his fourth, fourth test led Australian captain Kim Hughes to say he hits the ball cleanly and effortlessly. He's a natural shot maker and he's got the makings of a really top player. And almost on cue, Dab stunk it up in his last two tests. <laughs> and he would never play test cricket again. Pushed out of the contention by the returning World Series cricket players. So he was in this series. So Dab played in his time when the Chapels and the Hugheses and the yeah. Gary Gilmores of the world were off. Playing, uh, Gary Gooder, playing, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> playing uh, World Series cricket. So he was in those uh, the weekend 11s that Kim Hughes so disastrously ran into the ground. Yeah. Um, so he represented Australia one final time, playing an ODI against the Windies in 1980, being caught behind for two, putting the final nail into the coffin that was his international playing career. Well played. Dave would go back to state cricket, where he would continue to represent Australia until 1989. With that being said, he did have two disastrous seasons where he got dropped back to the uh, second 11. To come back into 1989, he actually managed to clock up, I think it was about 900 runs in his last season. So he was rather dominant in his last season. Uh, So Dad finished uh, his first-class career with uh, 6,116 runs at an average of 33.97, which has him on Rod Rod Marsh's list of players to watch. Uh, just a quick question. When yeah. you were doing this research, did you ever find out why his parents left the E off the end of his name? No. 
Okay. No. Thanks. I don't think they have Dave's in Colombo. No, of course yeah. they're all Dev's. Yeah. Was, he, was he Australia's first Asian-born test player? Oh, I'd say. I'd imagine yeah. it would yeah. before Richard Cheek, were you? Yeah, just before. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I think, yeah, so, yeah, I'd imagine he would be. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, after his retirement, Dev would um, find success coaching a number of test playing nations. Uh, including his country of birth, Sri Lanka, when he actually was in charge when they won the 96 World Cup. Oh, really? Yeah. Dav was also at the helm when Bangladesh uh, won their first ever test in 2005, as well as when they defeated Australia and South Africa in ODIs. Oh, the Andrew Summers will yeah. have been... He's also coached yeah. Pakistan and he's the current Zimbabwe coach. So, as, as short and sweet as his on-field international career was, he's got a very, very sound Robust, um, off-field uh, coaching career. So, Dad finished with seven tests. Uh, he had 293 runs at 22 and a bit, plus 13 catches. He was a magnificent slip fielder if you, from everything I read about him. He was amazing. So, so, he's a player whose test career start, was basically started and stopped by World Series cricket. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that's uh, yeah, cool, that's episode one of the Express Lane, and that's uh, Dav, Dav Watmore. Oh, Didn't mind it. Yeah. Didn't mind that at all. As usual, high quality, Michael. Mm. Um, just thought that, that so he, he become a good coach because he knew the struggle. Yes. But he also played at the highest level. Well, it's yeah. like very hard to coaches, find, right? Yes, very hard to find. You need to have that struggle at some point to yeah. understand what your players are going through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. I agree with <laughs> you. You can't just be, let's say, James Hurd. And just, mm. just cruise through everything and then and decide to players. inject your players into the stomach. Critical podcast, sorry, what's well, vitamin D? So. True. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, Apparently that's what it was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Was. <laughs> Tanning agent. Yeah. All right, back to you, Roscoe. Yes. Yeah. Or, or conversely, Alex, you can't be Tim Nielsen because he was just so talented. He couldn't, couldn't, uh, you know, connect mm. with those players who struggled when he was one of the real, one of the real great glovemen in Australian cricket, mm. Tim Nielsen. Mm. Yeah, but really, really shit coach, just quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's an interesting one because Bob Simpson was a pretty decorated yeah. test player. True, true. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. But I'd imagine he's probably more the exception to the rule. Mm. We look yeah. now. Mm, excuse me. Thanks, Mick. <laughs> we look now at the IPL, and uh, the Australians are dropping like flies. Yes, they are. Anyone would think they've got a tour coming up straight after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a James Sutherland virus, is it, bro? Well, I think they might have a bit of the old Sutho cough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys, I've come down with a severe case of general soreness. I have to go back to Australia. <laughs> so Steve Smith pumped his wrist on a coffee table and had to go home. Yep. Um, who else is injured? Well, oh. The Duke's legitimately oh, injured. Yeah, He's come yeah. back to have surgery. He's got bone spurs in his ankle. Oh, I don't know. Mitch Marsh yeah. or someone like that. Sean Mitch Marsh, sore neck. Yeah. Sean Marsh. Sore four quarters. Sean Marsh must have had a sore elbow from all the throwdowns he's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, my team, the rising Pune Super Giants, yep. are sitting sixth. Mm. Not so super. Not yeah, so no. Super. Nor giant. No, no, nor Pune. No, no. There's an element well, of Pune be... to it. Mm. <laughs> How the Lions go? Uh, the Gujarat Lions are yeah. second mm, at the moment. Finchies boys. That's fine, that's fine. How's um, Kingston Hawthorne going? Uh, they're ninth <laughs> out of eight teams. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, nine games in, it's about two-thirds of the way through the IPL season. It's been a ring-a-ding-ding. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Mm. <laughs> you can't even see it. That's the worst part about the yeah. IPL season. With the success of the BBL, you would have thought someone somewhere would have picked it up. Well, I think maybe because of the success of the BBL, no one's picking it up. Because before the BBL, yes. Channel 10 slash 1 yeah, had... True. All you can't even watch it on YouTube anymore. Yeah, well, he used to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, do you know who's wearing the orange cap? Glenn Maxwell. No. Uh, Davey Warner. No. Finchie. No. Coley. Yes, Virat Coley. Yes. 433 runs. My next guess would have been... That's a lot of runs. Yeah. That is a, a, how many games they play? That is a, actually Nine. a run, Nick. That's heaps. That's a shirtload of runs. Yeah. Um, Gatun Gambier is second. Mm, good player. Yeah. Very good player. And third is Warner. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the purple cap? Is that the wickets one? Yep. I'm going to go with um, that bloke, Ajit Agarkar. No, no, I reckon it's um, Nathan McCollum. Three says. Three says. That's the most entertaining thing you've ever said. Thanks. It's Andre Russell, the love muscle. The love Your muscle. man, Russ. My man. And uh, he's got 13 wickets, as does Mitch McLenahan, the Kiwi. He's got 13. Yeah. Do they both wear purple caps? I don't know. Huh. I don't well, really care. Speaking, <laughs> the, speaking, speaking <laughs> of the um, IPO, did anyone see the video of McCollum saving the six? Oh, the that made me angry. Like, the best non-catch ever. Oh, come on, man. But, like, you're the best non-winning test but all team he did, ever. But all he probably did was save two runs. Because there was no one fearing around him, so he's hit it back in the field. By the time yes. he got his ass up, come back in and pick up, they probably ran before anyway. Yeah, especially oh, in 10 20, they would have been back. Oh, mate, you see, you see how fast those fellas move? Yeah, mate? true. Backing up half the pitch. No, yeah, mate, Cosgrove can run. That's what we need more men. More men. More men. Keep people honest in the IPL. Exactly. Less rubs. That's what you want in the IPL. Mick's wearing the t shirt, more men, cats. We're calling for them. It's just one of those things, though, that just shows that. The cricketing journalism public are so obsessed with Brendan McCullum that but he could shit in the middle of the outfield and somehow be a good thing for cricket. Best, oh, look best him, cricket shit look, ever. Look at him trying to fertilise the outfield. Yeah, he gives back his, to the yeah, game. Yeah. McCullum with all his care bears. <laughs> I, I didn't see McCullum's catch or non-catch or whatever it was, mm. and I feel richer for it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like it how you don't care about the IPL. We're a cricket podcast. It's the only cricket that's happening yeah. at the moment. And we're like, no, we don't care that's about That's what it. I'm trying to say. Who's listening? What are people doing? Get a life, people. If it was on TV, <laughs> I would watch it, because there's a game on every Saturday and Sunday at 8pm. Mm. I would watch that yeah. game. And you know where I should watch Ross? What? Because a lot of the players who play in the BBL or could potentially play in the BBL are playing okay. in the IPL. It's mm. good yeah. so you can, you, just, you you can become invested it. in it. Yeah. Or it's too that hard, I have to go find a legal stream for it. I can't be bothered. If it was on yeah. 1HD as it used to be, I'd flick it on. But it obviously, it obviously just shows that it must be so, like, one for one, just on a bit of an off-skew whiff on this. Ooh, but um, with, one, with 1HD as a channel... Mm-hmm. They they were they were a nothing but sports channel for what eight months. Yeah, yeah. It just proves like like obviously they lost the footy which killed them because that was a big part of it. I don't reckon they played any footy on one though. Oh well, they they did in my world. And um, but what but it must be there mustn't be anything in it sponsorship back wise and all that for them because they can't maintain it. Fox 
Like, I know they're behind a pay window because people yeah. are paying to watch it, but they have, like, eight yeah. channels yeah. of sport. Yet a free-to-air one, it wasn't feasible enough to run one. It's you just... know why I think? Because they played replays of the 1992 Le Mans. Yeah. That, every that Saturday. Kill. Like, it was the same yeah. Le Mans, 24-hour. Like, they didn't play the right stuff. They yeah. had the IP, which is good, but probably a couple of years too early. Yeah, that's true. Like, they invested it too early because now BBL's huge. Yeah, it's like the BBL, yeah they, just, they just gave it up. And just like, yeah. this is mm. shit. No one yeah. wants to watch this. And then when I went to free-to-air, it just exploded. Exactly. Yeah. Most things on free-to-air will explode more than Foxtel because, like, as you say, yeah. like, it's behind a pay window. Yeah. Yeah. One, one so. HD was good when Channel 10 had the AFL because they put the replays on it. Yeah. And yeah. it's mm. good for the BBL because they put the replays on one the next day. Yeah. And but the women's yeah. BBL's on it as yeah. well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yes, you're right. It's interesting. Uh, most valuable player, Andre Russell, the love muscle, leads that oh, category. Oh, yes, yes. Most sixes. Sixer. Sixer. And I think you'll find that um, Ravi Shastri used to call them, I remember watching IPL1, they'd hit it over the fence and he'd yell out, DLF Maximum. Ah, of course he did. <laughs> he <just> sponsored Maximum. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. <clears throat> I also remember from the first IPL, there was a team called Deccan Chargers. They might still be getting around. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're then, my boys. Yeah, they play in the north. They play in the north metro now. The Darabin Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The grandparents <laughs> at their ground used to love it, and he came up with the best IPL chant I've ever heard, and it was one and two and three and four Deccan Chargers. We want more. <laughs> more what? Well, <laughs> They need to explain did, that, right? At the end of every over, it had come on. And oh, we need some extrapolation. Oh, I can't stand that. Hey! Yeah, they yeah. love that. They love that in Deccan. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so most sixes, who do you think's winning that one? Uh, Dave Warner? Yes. Oh, oh good work, Mick. Yeah. And Is he third, a cricket quiz? And in mm. third place, the good-hearted Care Bear himself. Oh, oh yeah. Winner of the best non-catch ever. <laughs> yeah. Fair play award? Uh, Warner. <laughs> Shoe no, in for the fair play. No, fair play. Matthew Hayden. Fair play. He suspended for a call. No, fair well, play award. Prince of the Collins. The Gujarat good hearted Care Bears are coming second, but they're not a patch on the Royal Challengers Bangalore's second fan yeah. clap track. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and here's one that'll either knock your socks off or rot your jocks. Best economy. What? Best economy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Nathan Lyon. No, he's not playing, is he? Yeah, I know. I know that. I just wanted to hear you say no because. Uh, best so economy. Him. Not Sean Tate. Ashwin. <laughs> Are you ready oh, for yes, it? Yes, yes, please tell us. <laughs> The bison. The bison. <laughs> the bison. Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh. The bison. I'm, lost I'm, I'm more worried that Bull King knew that it. that was a bison scene. <laughs> was I would have thought he'd come back with the wildebeest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jason Wildebeest. Yeah. Jason got his name wrong. Yeah. Um, I, there's no um, bison sound on your uh, little oh, uh, yeah. pots and pans in front of you, mate. <laughs> pots and pans. <laughs> DJ. The soundboard he's bought for $400. <laughs> that app cost $12. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I hope um, you kept the receipt. Mitch, Mitch Marsh <laughs> is, going, is or was going at five runs and over. So there you go. I think he, um, he's injured too, isn't he? The bison. Yeah, he's down with a... 
Did his neck so high edge. Did his he did his neck for really lump on his back. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. He's probably got the ear chafe from trying to get his helmet on. Horns, I think. Chipped a horn. He chipped a horn. He's no good. One of his one of his hoofs is going to be reshod. <laughs> you got hoof rot. <laughs> hoof uh, rot. He's done a fetlock. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to fix it? Shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah. Bring out the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very morbid podcast. <laughs> so it's a David now for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Look, I've got nothing, right? And I'm going to be honest about it. I couldn't be bothered researching, so I said, nah, stuff it. But one thing I did read, one thing... Thanks this, for all your effort, mate. One thing... <laughs> effort? You come reading a book. I could do that as well. <laughs> you didn't even highlight anything or put yes, it I in. did, actually. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. See? Oh, Underline. one line. Well done, mate. You can't just come in to, If the listeners can't anyway, see at the moment through an audio medium... That book's, point, that book's signed by Bob Willis. Don't draw in it. There's a certain backing order in this place, again, Bob Willis. And you're at the bottom of it, mate, all right? So just listen up. Oh, you're <laughs> One thing that did slide across my desk during the week... Yes, mate? There's a, uh, an article on cricket.com.au mm-hmm. about the um, percentages of players from certain states... Yeah, I saw that one. ...for Australia. Yeah. And surprise, surprise... New South Wales is the highest represented uh, state since really? uh, 2005. What a surprise. Yeah, so I thought I'd like to um, bring that up. You know what shitted me about that article too? Because I read it as well. It started off as a puff piece, didn't it? The, and the opening paragraph kind of started off like saying that they're going to prove it wrong yeah. that New South Wales <laughs> have the most blokes. And, you know, it's, it's a common belief south of the south Murray or Murray. east of the yeah. Tweed. Yeah, and yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so it's written by some wanker from yeah. Parramatta or some yeah. shit. Was it clickbait? Was it? <laughs> Bit of your Wild West, good, bad, the ugly stuff. <laughs> Is this a Mexican standoff, guys? But yeah, it was. It was typical clickbait. Yeah. And then when it was all said and done, thanks, Ross. That's the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And then when it was all said and done, they proved the thesis correct. Yeah. That, that all the pricks That's come from right. New South Wales. Yeah. One day is test matches. Yeah. I think... um. Queensland was the least represented state. Three players since 2005. Mm. Can you name Three players since 2005. Since 2005. Horrets. Is it across all formats? Horrets. Yeah, just test cricket. Just test cricket. Horrets. And Queensland. So it'd be three. Since 2005, yep, Horrets would be one. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burns. Joe Burns would be one. Do they count Uzi as as a Queenslander? Yeah. Yeah. So that's three. Mm. Yeah, they've been shit though. Yeah. Yeah, true, but you'd think they'd have some sort of representation, especially bowling was. Oh, they're shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you eating? Since Ashley Nofke retired, like no one's on the radar. <laughs> you know, so anyway, that's... Ashley Nofke is their bowling coach. Oh, yeah, yeah true. Uh, who was our man from England who put his hand up to play in the Ashes? He was Steve a Queenslander. Yeah, there it is. Old man, Mad McGuffin. <laughs> Don't hassle the goth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't piss off the goth. Uh, <laughs> for a bloke who anyway. didn't have anything, you found something to talk about for a while. Yeah, yeah I know. I think I should just do this all the time, coming with absolutely no research, which yeah. is historically what I've been able to do. I think I think one of the things that's the ugly at the moment is the uh, Pakistan 
coaching position yes, as well. Because, yes, something to bring up. Well, Stuart Moore's knocked it back because he said he'd basically rather stick to county cricket yeah, or whatever he's got. I think he's, I think he's coaching like the uh, West North Hampshire under 11s. He's like, yeah, I'll take that over Pakistan, thanks. Probably and, pay him better. Yeah, and the, two, and the man at the top of the list, apparently, of the blokes that are getting around... Dave Watmore, he's back. No, it's not Dave Watmore. It is uh, Mr. Dean Jones. Dino. Dino. He's been so apparently, so apparently Dean Jones, Jones is the man first in line. And next in line after him is Andy Moles, who I'd never heard of, but apparently he coached Pakistan uh, and Afghanistan. Yeah. And he's the next bloke. So I don't know why they don't just stick with Inzi. Inzi's doing the job now. Just let him do it. Did he, um, did he? Isn't Inzi at Afghanistan? Yeah, I think he took off. I think he went to Afghanistan. No, no, he was... I saw or was he chairman of selectors? I thought he was back. Was he? Yeah. I think there was a different incident. No. He had a weird hat on, didn't he? Oh, that, was, that is Inzi, isn't it? Is it? I'm pretty sure Inzi was at Afghanistan last time I saw him. Yeah, he was coaching Afghanistan. Unless he's just gone right. back. He could have just gone back. I think back. he did, yeah. Isn't Inzi coming in, though, as a specialist consultant to the Pakistan team for their running between the wickets? Yeah, the yes, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And, and they're fielding. He's helping them with fielding on the boundary, too. Yeah, like, yeah. the old porn style. kick it away when it comes to <laughs> The old porn style. Yeah. And also, <laughs> with them, they've been walking off the ground too quickly after they yeah, go yeah, out, yeah, so he's yeah. told them, no, you've got to really look. Baby steps take 10 to 15 yeah. minutes to walk off the ground. You know, geez, doesn't the rat Coley do a bit of that? Oh, no. does he? He real sort of just stands there and goes, oh, well, it's me. Yeah. You made 180. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. You've had your time. They've really taken a leaf out of the old Carl Hooper book. He used to... Oh, really wasn't he a bloke who just decided that he wasn't... Yeah. Well, I'm, not, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Nah. Not Waste of talent. I'm pretty cool. I might just stay out here. <laughs> 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 wide brim, maroon wide brim. Mm. Oh, very, very good, David. I'm glad I found that theme song too. I'll use that forever now. Yeah, please. That's <laughs> a nice little stinger. Yeah, yeah, great stinger. Our only stinger. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to cost us $45 per use of See, the... that's what entertainment brings, uh, kid. Yes, that's like how gyms things. Yeah. Gyms yeah. can't play call on me as they're doing spin class anymore, can they? Because they're uh, paying dollars to mm. the right people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been to a few spin classes, mate? Oh, I'll well, learn how to whistle it. I I'll learn how to whistle the theme. bike on down to the gym at 6 o'clock and get on the spin <laughs> class. Yeah. <laughs> And then bike back because you just love bike riding. Oh, I love yeah. biking. Yeah, I love biking. <laughs> you get the compass out, mate, and just try yeah, and find you your way by the stars. Yeah, yeah, find the shortest route between home and the gym. <laughs> That's the crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through people's backyards, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on to our next segment, which is Australian Team Talk. And we look now at <laughs> an Ashes Point System. Oh, yes. Man. Yeah. Yeah, what's right. going on there? So, I got no idea. All right. Yeah, what is going on? Yeah. Before you start, yes. There's a real worrying trend in Australian cricket where our, you know, real manly fast bowlers become weird fucking vegans. <laughs> and it's really annoying me. Peter Siddle, the yeah. bloke you're about to bring up, yeah. it's just bullshit. <laughs> Who are you about to bring up, Nick? All righty, so. So what's happening? So as we so what's happening as we know it, there's a proposal or it's being tested in the current or the upcoming England Sri Lankan um, tour where they're going to do a point system where a test match is worth A, a ODI's worth B, and a 
T20s worth C, whatever so you that is. You need to know algebra to work. Yeah, so that's, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, this is why when T versus E comes out. F of yeah, X yeah. equals yeah, so, X squared. So we say test is 6, ODI is 3, and T20 is 1, for the sake of my argument. Yeah, yeah. Which is similar to the system that most of the uh, women's tours use yeah. to decide what's going on. So the proposal going around England is that they want to bring this in for the Astros, and they want everything to be included. So, Just so they could fucking win. So they wanted to be like, like the girls' Astros. They wanted to include tests, one day is, and ODIs. And two matches against the chairman's Yeah, Olympics. probably. <laughs> and and so, point two five. Yeah. <laughs> so what's come out of this is the man who was um, disappointed in Glenn Maxwell's behaviour last season, Jason Gillespie. Yes. The weird... Fucking vegan bloke bullish. So he's a vegan about. now or yeah. has he always been one? Nah, I'm not sure he's always been We're going to go with he, he became one yesterday, but okay. he's just telling everyone. <laughs> um, but anyway, but he's, he's thrown his weight behind it. So he's all yeah. for, yeah, let's do this. This is awesome. So he can just fuck off. Now, I'm he's okay. He's very English. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty, well, that's not very English at all to change up tradition. Like, I'm all for, like, better in the game moving forward yeah. and T20 and stuff like that. But come on, it's the Ashes. You yeah. can't... It's it's the, it's the one thing... The number of tests that you play and you win. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one thing that shouldn't be screwed with. Mm. Yeah. Like, you want to screw with the Chapel Hadley or the Trans-Tasman, these pretend things have just been made up in the last few oh, years. Oh, what about the Morally Ward Trophy? Please? Oh, mate. You can, <laughs> that. Yeah. You, you can screw around with that as much as you bloody want. But like seriously, but Ed, like what kind of idiot thinks this is a good idea? Oh. Like it's just ridiculous. Maybe Maybe he's looking at it cool. from the way because you know how we're not really good at Test cricket when we go overseas. Yeah, uh, that's a fact. Yeah, true. Australia can't play Test cricket away. We seem to go right in the ODIs. Yeah, but you don't. So play... maybe he thinks we're going to win seven in a row and just get the Ashes back. Yeah. If like, you don't, if you have, the, the problem matches. is you've got to play twice as many ODIs to make up for exactly. Test matches. Yeah, yeah, suddenly we're playing. Right. Yeah. Don't let packs get right. <laughs> man, I'm answer, right? I'm bloody fifteen game ODI series in England. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have three Test matches? We're going to have uh, yeah. we're going to have fifteen ODIs and twenty-seven T twenty. Imagine the Border Gavaskar Trophy was done like that. Yeah. Bloody hell, oh, the points used to be like 150 to 130. <laughs> yeah. that many bloody one deal. But anyway, yeah, so that's the proposal. Like it, I don't, I don't think it's going to get any legs. So uh, if you anyone with any common sense is going to knock that one on there. I have the Marleybone Cricket Club say no to yeah, that one. That's the whole one of the, the reasons board. it might get some traction, Mick, is unfortunately that Australia's tours, tours of England. Uh, recently, they start with the tests and then finish with the ODIs and the tests. Weird. 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 Yeah. I agree. Weird. I reckon the only, like, I think the, I think the, the idea, if you're going to use it, what then you've got to come up with a system which is extremely hard because cricket calendars and fixturing don't work this way, but have a certain period, whether it be 24 months, 36 months or whatever, where everyone has to play everyone, Say so once or twice, team. home and away, yeah. give points, have a ladder, whoever's at the top, they have a season, yeah. and, have, and they can have a series at the end and go, right, you're the test world champion for this time. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to work because you can't have it on a 12 month basis. But yeah, true. You have to have it over many periods. The thing with it, like, yeah. yeah. And then like, the sides change so much over that period of time. Just so. on one thing, if you did play the T20s and the ODIs before the Test Series and you had this Test Point Ashes yeah. thing, you could theoretically come into the Test Series needing to win four out of five Tests to regain yeah. the Ashes. 
which seems ridiculous yeah, when to you me. Just win three yeah. in the old yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like imagine going in losing all the T20s, all the ODIs, which would be five. And who gives a shit about T20 internationals? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one. Why would they carry any weight? Anyway? Exactly. You, what they should do? World T20. Yeah. Is, yeah. is if you win a World T20, you get minus six points. Yeah. Handicap like gut handicap. <laughs> yeah, you want to be good at this. You want to be good at this shit form of cricket. Yeah. There you go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> now, but anyway, I say hands off the ashes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe oh, for other series that don't have yeah, yeah, shit ones. Mm. Two tests. Like like, the ones that don't like that. have a worn Murali trophy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. But an idea like that might work really well for like a Zimbabwe Bangladesh series or yeah. something where it gives them. Everyone a chance to oh, kind of beat and stuff streak. like that. The old Alamalali Henry O'Longa yeah. trophy. <laughs> yeah. The Muhammad Ashraful Henry O'Longa trophy, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the old Bangladesh vs Zimbabwe trophy. Yeah, that's it. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. He was a good player, Ashraful, too, by the way. Yeah, he was. Didn't he? Wasn't he on the tape? Uh, he might have been, but I know he. I think he made an absolutely. Peerless hundred against the Aussies when we toured there last time. Yeah, I reckon he's. Um, I reckon They're he's, on the tape. Oh no, I reckon he's banned for betting on games. And when I say they, I mean like all cricketers. So. Yeah. Oh, not yes. they. He's in Bangladeshis. Oh yeah. Okay. He made a ton against Australia at um, Bristol when Simmons turned up. Simon, sorry, turned up drunk. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, cheesy yeah. was leather too. Yeah, fell off a wheelie bin. Yeah. <laughs> why do they even have wheelie bins? Stretching. Uh, what? Why do they even have Andrew Simons? That's the bigger question. Well, he was actually. Uh, why wouldn't they have Andrew Simons? Is the actual question. Nah. He's a jet. He's a jipper. <laughs> we move over now to <laughs> cricket rewind quiz. Oh, this was. Oh, here we go. And so Davey's going to win. So no, I'm going to stay out of it this week. Um, Please don't. I, don't I, don't have have I, look, I have to answer all the questions. Are you going uh, multiple choice, or we just? Am I just telling you the answer, Ross? You're just telling that's me the way, answer. That's the way this has been going. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, we head now to Steve Waugh's first matches as captain. Australia travelled to the West Indies in February, March, and April of 1999, and it was true. <laughs> It was Steve Waugh's first um, outing as test captain. And almost, almost last. Mm, yes, a bit of a rocky start. <laughs> so, Australia won the first test despite only making 260-odd in each innings. Jeez. Yeah, the West Indies were bowled out for 167 and then 51 in their second oh. Yes. I imagine Glenn McGrath would have taken a few. Oh, yeah. Glenn McGrath took 10 for 78. Was that, um, sorry, was that West Indies or West Ivanhoe? Oh. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> West Indies. So, <laughs> defending our right for 58. Interestingly, um, Australia's top six didn't include um, a future captain. Who might that have been? Michael Clark. No. Ricky Ponting. It was Ricky Ponting. It wasn't. Steve Smith. No, Ricky Ponting wasn't there. Although he'd already made his test debut. So he was out of the team. He was in the squad. Steve Smith Smith wasn't there either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't make a mockery of the quiz, Mick. Oh, jeez, Mick. Yeah. Uh, he was in the squad, but he and he played the tour matches, but he wasn't in the the team. Instead, the the lineup was um, Greg Blewett got another chance at six. Oh, Greg! Yeah, ahead of just punter. Just like about three. Yes, he did. Yep. And what was the opening combination? Mark Taylor had just retired mm-hmm. and Steve Waugh the captain. So what do you think the opening combination was? Hayden Elliott. Ooh, close. Oh, I have to say uh, Was it Hayden Austin Slater? Oh, close again. Slater Elliott. Yes, it was It was Matt uh. Elliott and Michael Slater were the openers. Mm. And Did they, they both have goatees? Oh, I'm not sure. I hope they did. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Australia went in with uh, two spinners. Warren and McGill played together in the first few tests. So Australia won the first test by 312 runs. They, Jesus. Yeah, they then moved into onto Kingston in Jamaica. And, uh, oh, Kingston's here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Hawks. Yep. Australia batted first and made 256, which was pretty piss poor, to be honest. Steve Waugh made 100 of that. Even. And then, True. Yep. And then the West Indies. <laughs> the West Indies were four for thirty-four at stumps on day two. What happened on day three? Stumps on day two. How slow did they um, bat? Brian Lara went McCaggy. Brian Lara and Shiv Chenicle weren't dismissed. I think. Oh, very close. Brian Lara and. Jimmy Adams. Oh, Jimmy Adams. Jimmy Adams of all people. I think he retired with a test average of oh, sub 35, maybe sub 30. Oh, yeah. New Zealand uh, legend. Yeah. <laughs> he made 94. <laughs> Brian Lara made 213. They didn't lose a wicket in the Gee, days. Yeah. Yep, they made 431 after being 4 for 34. They then turned around and bowled Australia out for 177. Oh. And um, then they needed three runs to win, and they won by ten wickets. Jeez. <clears throat> so, Ross, mm. Australia made 256 in pretty much a day and two and a half sessions. Then. Oh, it's a slight, there was a bit of rain around, too. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, how slow are they batting? It's pretty slow pitches there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. There was, still a, there was a bit of rain. There was some delays, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they then moved on to uh, Bridgetown in Barbados, and Australia batted first and made three hundred and uh, sorry four hundred and ninety. Steve Waugh made one hundred and ninety nine, and Greg Blewett was dropped and replaced with Ricky Ponting, who came in and made a ton. Oh, nice hunter! Yeah. <laughs> I think he hit a few sixers. Had a few bounces, probably. <laughs> Oh, yeah, good. Uh, in reply, the West Indies were all out for 329. Australia batted a second time, but were uh, bowled out for 146. They tried to go for some quick runs, but it didn't come off. But it still left the West Indies needing 311 to win. What happened next? They got him. Yep. Who there was him? a world record chase. Brian Lara got like 200 or something. Yeah. Got 150, yeah. Yeah, he got 153 not out. Wasn't world record chase. That was the next tour. But yes, they got them 311, nine down. Oh. Yeah. Lara 153 not out. Yep. So this sort of this series goes against a lot of the Brian Lara 
sort of batted for himself and oh. was a bit selfish and only ever yeah, sort of did it when a, it was easy sort of stuff. That was a um, criticism sort of later on yeah. towards his... Oh, team. okay. The yeah, that, that, that comes from the 400, that criticism. Because yeah. the 400... Sort of they, is they, clear, match winning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that criticism comes because the, the 400, they drew the test instead of winning, but yeah. he made 400. Well, yeah. Only, yeah. only four years earlier than this, West Indies was still like the best team in the world. Australia yeah. had just won the Frank Royal Trophy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were still pretty good at this stage. But the reality is, criticism, like it was a bit different when he was captain and doing things yeah. like that. But criticism for, ta- for having to go at a bike, for batting and making runs for himself and being selfish, is the most ridiculous shit in the world. Cricket is the most individual team sport in the history of team sports. Because mm-hmm. whenever, whenever you go to a bike, how did cricket go? The first thing you'll say, oh yeah, I made a few. Oh yeah, took a couple of wickets. Like it's just it's just the nature Not of the sport. Oh, it's sort of oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I think I'm winning comfortably, Arnold, once again. Uh, yes, yep, definitely. Yep. Yep, you're Thanks, mate. Not even, uh, <laughs> I was like, not even keep it. <laughs> you're at six. That means six questions. Each question is worth a specified number of pizza points that I didn't tell you. So. Uh, <laughs> You're on six big pizza points at the moment. What am I on, mate? Uh, you're Zilch. on negative, negative two pizza points. <laughs> keep saying Wisden. Yeah. <laughs> Get me started, Ross. <laughs> yeah, so um, following that, um, that the, after three tests, four, four test series, the Windies were now 2-1 up and Australia needed to win the fourth test to retain the sort of wank Farrell trophy. <laughs> oh, Brendan Julian style. Yes. <laughs> so, who was dropped famously? Shane Warne. Shane Warne. I actually knew that. Yes. Everyone knew that because he that, mentioned it recently. That is why he hates Steve Waugh's guts. Do you want to know who come in for him, Ross? Is that the next question? Yes, throw it at me. Adam Dale. No. Brendan Julian? No, it was a spinner. F- uh, Funky Miller. Yes, Funky Miller. Yes. Big Funk. Yeah, I'm now on seven points, am I, Ross? Bit of the old no. cold Medina. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gone to negative three. <laughs> hey, Ross. <laughs> yes. You've met uh, yes. Pokey Miller, haven't you? Yes, what did he sign something for? Yes, I, I met Colin Miller at Crown Casino <laughs> late one <laughs> evening. I thought it was at the Carlton. No, no, it was no, at Crown no. Casino. Okay. And... Um, I went over and said hello to him, and he said, and I gave him a, a business card that I had from someone for him to sign. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, what's your name?" I said, "Oh, it's Slats." And then, so he, he chatted for a few seconds more, and then he gave me the card back, and I walked back to where it was, and I looked at the card, and it said, "Dear Slats, Funk off C Miller." <laughs> <laughs> and the other, I just saw about this recently that he was probably doing research in. Uh, um, Crown Casino because he now works for casinos in uh, Las Vegas. He does live in Vegas. What does he do there? Yeah. He's oh. like a manager for aspects of a casino. Oh, really? Uh. Yeah. Because yeah. of all his experience sitting around in casinos. Yeah, talking to drug people. With so he's, he's not in charge of what colour each security guard's hair has to be and <laughs> any of that. <laughs> blue. It's all blue. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Australia went in with a bowl. Oh, actually. You were right. Sorry. Um, yeah, I knew I was right. It's the one saying it. So the bowling attack for the fourth test was Jason Gillespie didn't play, probably injured, and Adam Dale came in. 
We had Glenn McGrath, Colin Miller, and Stuart McGill. <laughs> McGill played all four tests. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be a first for him. Yeah. And uh, Australia made 300 and 300 in each innings. Uh, Justin Langer made 100 in the second innings. And um, the West Indies could only manage 200-odd in each innings. Brian Lara made 100. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Australia won by 176 runs. Yeah. Justin Langer, man of the match. Mm. And yes. Brian Lara, man of the series? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so. So he was, he was Lara's... <laughs> Here is Lara's scores. 62, 3, 213, 8, 153, 107. Well, if you got in... Yeah, if you got into double figures... Yeah, he made 100. He made 100, basically. Yeah, if you got into double figures, he's down for triple figures. Yeah, far out. Yeah. It was an amazing series. I remember listening on radio, because the tests in the West Indies start about midnight. I remember listening... Listening into that day when um, uh, Jimmy Adams and Lara didn't go out. Would have been a tough one. Yeah. 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 Lots of time on the tranny listening away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Australia went, uh, continued on for a seven game ODI series, as is their want. <clears throat> yep. That was um, sort of infamous because we got to the um, game four. Five, which I think Australia were going to win. Yeah, and... Was, was a, there a riot? Yes, there's a was pitch it, invasion yeah. and a riot. And um, the series ended up tied at three all because that match was declared a tie. <laughs> but the, they, they went to hit the winning runs, the West Indies, and um, the crowd ran onto the ground and... Australia was trying to run them out, but they'd already stolen the stumps out of the ground. Yeah, they couldn't complete. <laughs> so I so they ran onto the ground to not harass the players, just to just to pitch it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Did, the, did the ground announcer come over and go, "See, this is why we can't have nice things." <laughs> yes. And then, and then that was Australia a couple of victory to me. Their, Australia were locked in their dressing room for a while after the match. Oh, yes. The crowd were throwing bottles on the roof and stuff, I think. Yeah. Shit. Yep, so... The tragedy of that story is apparently the Esky was on the bus. <laughs> 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 uh, yes, indeed. So, um, David wins that uh, quiz. So you got six big pizza points, and Alex came second with negative three. Well done. Yeah! <laughs> Not even here. Yeah! Well, it's big, much more visible. <laughs> <laughs> we move now to uh, international cricket news. And I hear during the week that Alan Donald has signed up as Australia's temporary bowling coach. He's going to show him how to choke. <laughs> <laughs> so the theory behind this is where are they going? They're going to Sri Lanka. West Indies. Sri Lanka and the West Indies. The word is apparently that he's like, his average is amazing. And he always took wickets in the few times that he played there. So the idea is, is that he knows how to handle the conditions so he'll have the most information to pass. Oh, I think when we go to India as well, which is soonish, yeah. I think. It's, yeah, that's the idea. Mm. He's already been on Twitter too, wanting a full-time job. It's like, yeah, I'll take a full-time job if they've got it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up, just like... Yeah, relax, mate. Yeah. you got to prove yourself. Yeah. Trial yeah. period. Yeah. You know, McDermott. Yeah. yeah. Please. Jeez. You haven't got a porno out, have you? 
Craig McDermott does have. You look at the old quizzical. Yeah, yeah. There is a sex tape of Craig McDermott <laughs> on the internet. What? That, um, that, have you not read no. the sports section of a newspaper? I don't read newspapers. Oh. I live in the 21st century. You've right? got a online. cricket podcast. You don't know about a sex tape involving a famous well, sports I don't know how to say why. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, there is a sex tape of Craig McDermott. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Batting off the Craig McDermott. <laughs> I'm just watching it. I wonder if it was when Little McDermott was conceived. That's what they filmed. Oh. Interesting. Jeez. Uh, it'll be unusual for you to bat off the Craig McDermott and not beat him bowling. Like, just actually having sex. Yeah, good game, yeah. Mick. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I thought it was good. These <laughs> <laughs> are a big fan, Mick. <laughs> we, we move over now to Mother's Day news. What? Yes. This wasn't on the rundown. Yeah, yes, no. I just remembered. Hmm. So, uh, Mother's Day is coming up, and as such... <laughs> I, know, I know where this is going. <laughs> as such, I thought we'd have a quick rundown of the top four cricketing mums. Because <laughs> that's all you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. So, all right, you kick us off, Ross. Tell us who your favourite cricketing mums Honourable mums. mention, Mark Waugh. Oh, <laughs> so yes. <laughs> Is that because his first wife was old enough to be his mum, Ross? <laughs> yes, I don't think it was his wife, but she was the office lady when he started working in the Cricket New South Wales shop or something like that. Jeez, that was a weird relationship. Yeah, yeah no. But I, don't know, I don't know if they got married, but they no. definitely had in a relationship. So I remember I used to always bring this up, and you and Alex would would laugh me down like I was making it up until I finally had photographic evidence and that was pretty much before stuff was on the internet yeah. I think we actually met and found I, I found where you yeah. found I found a book or something yes. yeah. <laughs> a book with a picture of her in it, it went here yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as he retired from cricket he went and found his current horse trainer wife well yeah, yeah. Mm. He, and he married her and that was that yeah. mm. interesting <laughs> one vote that was an honourable mention, so we're doing this brown most off. One vote, yeah. Ben Stokes' mum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so stick Leave my mom. boy alone. Yeah, yeah, real, real tears, real put her life to wear when you yeah. tell her she's not like So Woody got hit for a heap of sexes. Yeah, don't get it. Because New Zealand, yeah, sexes. Oh, come on, guys. I know it's late, but sucks us. Yeah, that joke sucks. You're here for yeah. sucks us. Yeah, that was better. <laughs> Good, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Two votes. SK warns mum. Oh, yeah. yes, please. Diuretic. Yeah. yeah. I'd been having, doing a lot of promotions and wine tours, and my mum gave me a slimming tablet. <laughs> If you've seen Warney in his prime, it's going to take more than one tablet to sort that mess out. <laughs> so, well, we all know where this is going. I, I, I feel like how you can just, you know, a drug violation, a drug code violation, just say, my mum gave me one of her tablets. That's all Heard he had to do. But he did yeah, say that. He's still got right there for 18 yeah. That's all Heard yeah, yeah. he had to just yeah. say. I'm, my mum gave these blokes 34 injections in the ass. <laughs> in the stomach. Straight into the stomach. Three votes, Ross. Three votes. We all know who it is. Bring it on. Mitchell Johnson. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell Johnson's mum, in fact. Mm. So what did she do? She had a sook about 
his partner or something. Yeah, I think yeah, she punched she, on with Jess. Yeah, she, she yeah. didn't like she didn't like his partner because apparently that's why he moved to Queensland away from his mum and he wouldn't talk to her and rah rah rah. All that typical. So if she bullshit. punched on with his missus, it must be a strong lady. Like, yeah, she's she's a a one one gold medalist. Yeah, gold medalist, isn't she? Commonwealth Games League. Ah, oh, Commonwealth. Taekwondo yeah, gold medalist. Yeah. You're playing against Swan Yu Grade. Bikina Faso and all these weird <laughs> countries, yeah. Bikina Faso. Hong Kong's finest Taekwondo. And the Cook Islands. Oh, yeah. Don't underestimate the Cook Islands. Uh, well, on that uh, riotous note, that brings us to a close. Mm. This has been oh. a cricket podcast, another, <laughs> another big, big lug production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> brought, to, uh, brought to you by our ever-growing host of financially viable sponsors, <laughs> the gold medal soft drink company, Dick Smith, Masters. Pizza Haven, Barnacle Bills, Ollie's Trolley, Bilo, Franklin Supermarket, Tucker Bag, Pocket Mail, hey, Pocket Mail me, Laser Disc, Flash Drives, and all our podcasts are recorded on high quality Betamax. Also brought to you by Wiseden. We are on all so, major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter at Midoff Podcast, and on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Yay! And that's it. Yep. And Tumblr. And you can find my very entertaining blog as well. <laughs> yes, yes, check out my blog. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye. bye.